Hello, it's Richard Herring here. Welcome to my podcast feed, powered by ACAS Plus. And my stand-up tour is about to begin. Can I have my ball back? First stand-up tour in six years. Many of you just know me from the podcast. Don't know, I've done 14 or 15 stand-up tours in my own right. I'm a brilliant stand-up comedian. And can I have my ball back? I think it's my best show ever. That's what the audiences are saying. It's about testicular cancer, but it's funny because testicles are funny, even though cancer isn't. Uh, I'm really pleased with it. I'd love you to come and see it. Bring your friends. Some of the shows selling really well. Some of them selling really badly. It's a traditional Richard Herring tour. But here's where I'm going to be. 2nd of May, Thursday at the Luton Hat Factory. It's a small venue, but there are still tickets left. 3rd of May, I'm at the Berry Hedge End, which is near Southampton. That's looking more full, but still some availability. 8th of May, I'm at the Leicester Square Theatre. There's about 10 tickets left for that one, though I am back at the Leicester Square Theatre in June. And then I'm at St Albans on the 9th, Gloucester on the 10th. Chorley Little Theatre on the 11th, that's sold out, but you can join the waiting list. And then the 12th of May, I'm at Glasgow, afternoon show sold out. Evening show, extra show, put on, still with tickets. And then there's lots more. Go to richardherring.com slash ballback slash tour or richardherring.com slash gigs. And now enjoy whatever podcast I've given you. It's free. It's all for you. If you want to pay me back, buy a book, come and see a show. That's all I've got to say to you. Love you. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Edinburgh Fringe and the Bill Murray Club in Angel Lizard. Please welcome a man who's got a mouthful of hairspray. It's Richard Herring. Thank you very much. Hello, my finest friends. Welcome to Richard Herring's Large Space Telescope podcast. We may decide to change direction a bit. It's going to be mainly just about telescopes, not about space, just uh, my favourite large space telescopes. I found a page that has acronyms of LST on it. That's basically what's happened. So we'll work our way through those for the upcoming tour, richardherring.com slash Rahalastapa. But uh, good... But uh, I was talking, I was hanging down at Blockbuster Video uh, the other day. My friend's down there. Ooh, what a feeling. Is that what it was? No. <laughs> they call it Rahalastapa, so we got, got a double Rahalastapa. Uh, I was uh, gigging Ealing last night. Uh, a lovely gig at um, uh, the Ealing Comedy Festival in a big tent. Uh, and I decided, because I was in London two days in a row, I decided to stay over. Uh, and I had breakfast uh, Pret a Manger, I don't know if you know, it's a good, it's a nice restaurant, French restaurant. Uh, and uh, it was nice, but the lady at the next table decided to spray hairspray on her hair in, in, in quite an enclosed, which I found was quite a rude thing to do in a place where people were eating. She didn't seem to care. And, uh, I didn't bring it up because, you know, it's Ealing, you could be stabbed. So I, uh, I didn't... Uh, it's all right, I used to live in West London. Uh, I can... Well, I can definitely say that's true. It's, it, I mean, it's no shepherd's bush, but it's... Uh, uh, I did, I did, I'm sure I've told this story before, but I, I, I used to work in Ealing. My first, one of my first jobs was at British Telecom in Ealing, uh, and uh, I changed uh, Stuart Lee's name in the phone book to Stuart Wee. <laughs> so if you can't come find I told them about that. Uh, looking up for uh, people with rude names. Hey, look, we're going to... 
So it's nice to be back in Ealing. Look, we're going to crack on. We've got a fabulous guest for you who's doing the Edinburgh Fringe. Uh, she's probably best known for her appearance on Repair Shop, The Making of Bicycle Thieves Pumped Up. <laughs> Which I don't know what that is. Will you please welcome... I know what Repair Shop is. Will you please welcome Alison Spittle, ladies and gentlemen. Here she is. Come here. It's Alison Spittle. Oh, hello. Hi. How are you doing? Good, yeah, good. good. Lovely to see you. I'm excited you picked that one. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, there was there was a lot. There was a lot to choose from. That Alison. was probably the one I'm <laughs> least embarrassed about. As well. Well, it's, I just was interested in the the, the length lung. of the length of the title. What, so, so what was it? Bicycle Thieves Pumped Up is an independent film made by my friend Connor O'Toole. Okay, and uh, it's a, it's about a woman who gets her bike stolen. And she has anger issues. And um, then a whale speaks to her at some point. <laughs> and uh, she gets the bike back. Okay. Through violence. Okay. <laughs> so. so it's not, is it anything to do with repair shop then? Or is that so repair, did repair shop repair the film? What's, why is repair shop? I think, I think that might have been a, like a behind the scenes footage that right. they did a pun on repair shop oh, about. Okay. Yeah, I played a woman called Bev um, who owns a pizza place who uh, told the protagonist that she's too angry and must change her ways. But I did it in what one in a Dublin accent that someone has described as a hate crime. <laughs> so... <laughs> I don't, wait till they hear my Dublin accent. Then, then, then they'll know what a hate crime is. Uh, I nearly... Ch- this is too good, but it, okay. but it also... Well, I thought it would be funny to make out this was a main character. You played Deborah in yes. EastEnders. Bum, that, that's bum, too good. Bum, 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 that's too bum, good. Bum, 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 but that's yeah. very exciting. Tell us about Deborah in EastEnders. That happened this year. So yeah. what happened was uh, uh, my agent asked me to do a self-tape for EastEnders. I am a massive fan of EastEnders. Love it so much. I think... Uh, Danielle getting hit by a car is my September the 11th. Like, (laughs) truthfully, it sticks to me in my mind, so I love it. And uh, I did a self-tape, and I wore my Pat Butcher earrings, which are pictures of Pat Butcher as earrings, (laughs) to give a little hint that I was a fan, and I tried to do, like, my best English accent. So my dad is English, so, like, I I feel like I can, like, get into it. Like, uh, when I was a kid, I mean, like... Oh, when I was a child, Richard, I had an English accent. Oh, did you? Uh, yeah. yeah, I sounded like a little Danny Dyer. So, I did. <laughs> so um, yeah, so I just I just channeled that. And I, I had to play a pregnant lady, so they gave me a little pouch. And uh, I took a picture of me in the pouch on um, Instagram. And as I've been holding this in for a while, dot, 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 <laughs> I'm in EastEnders. But uh, Irish newspapers thought that I was pregnant. Right. <laughs> and my mother was quite upset that I wouldn't tell her first. <laughs> so, what a great day. They drove me around in a golf buggy. Um, and they showed me the real Albert Square, right. which is a rectangle. Uh, showbiz secret there. And I had an amazing time. Like uh, Shona, the lady who played Whitney, who's incredible. She brought me into the Queen Vic and let me take pictures. Wow. Yeah, like really, really lovely. It was like Disneyland for me. That's, well, that's nice yeah. as well because you'd think they work there all the time and like someone comes up to do like one, yeah. one show that they're going to go, oh, not the, you know, I, I don't want to have to show them around, but I'm sure you charmed them into it if you were, if you were into the show. I mean, yeah, it was, I was like, the only thing I found like, not upsetting, but how would I describe it? Uh, I was brought into the makeup room and the lady looked at the script and she said, Okay, you're supposed to be a bit rough around the edges. And she just fluffed my hair and she goes, fine. (laughs) Uh, (laughs) We've made you look slightly better than when you came in. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. (laughs) She gave me a spit shine. (laughs) Just thumbed away the crust of food from around my mouth. You're ready, you know? So, (laughs) So will the character be, will Deborah be making a return? Did you impress so much? I had a ball, and like, everyone is really nice, and I would do it again in a heartbeat. And I have faith, like I know, like uh, Sean Sean Williamson, who played Barry in EastEnders. Yeah. He wasn't Barry when he first came into EastEnders, so like, genu- this is not like um, genuinely. I find that man to be an inspiration. Um, I do. He's passionate about stuff. He sings. He does uh, quizzes, and he doesn't care what people think about him. And he just pursues what he loves in life, and that's genuinely what I want to do. So, like, uh, yeah, because I fucking love quizzes. Yeah. As well. Uh, yeah. Uh, and 
I can sing something inside South Stroud. <laughs> but I haven't unleashed that yet. Well, but, yeah. I read you were kind of a big Richard Osman fan. Have you managed to get on to Pointless or House of Games yet? Yeah, both yeah. this You've year. Both, both yeah. this year. I can't say what happened. Uh, in a, yeah, I'll tell you. <laughs> I was going to say, I would have said, uh, if you hadn't got on, I would have talked to him because like, I can... I can, can bend you, his, I can, I can get, I can get people on House of Games. I've got one person on House of Did Games. Did you? Yeah. Who, who? I can't tell. I'm, I, Could I, you tell I me after? I can't tell. Yeah. I'll, okay. I'll, okay. I'll, 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 I'll try and remember who it was. <laughs> there was one person. On, they'll be good uh, on House of Games. But you would be excellent on House of Games, I'm uh, guessing. I'd a ball. I'd yeah. a ball. Um, Comedians do very well on House of Games. I, I'm a champion of champions. I was very Just by the by. Genuinely. I do. There's a weird dream of mine that I would love to go against you and Sean Williamson <laughs> in quizzes. And uh, Angela Barnes is. Oh the, shit! I would murder she's... her. <laughs> I would murder all of you. Like, I would love that. That would be great. Or Popmaster, R.I.P. Well, it's still about. It's but on not TV on the BBC. Now, yeah, shit. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not good at I'm not good at pop music, so I would. Are I, you not? No, I wouldn't. Uh, okay. I sometimes do okay at Popmaster, but only if it's they ask three things about the 1980s in the first. <laughs> if they ask me anything about 2010, I can do well because okay. I worked in a radio station then, so I can do that. Yeah. That's about it. Okay. Yeah, sorry, Richard. I don't think you can specify. I don't think you're allowed to specify to <laughs> <laughs> the year. Let's talk about. I can't wait to see on House of Games. I think that's going to be fantastic. Um, <laughs> Uh, let's talk about your Edinburgh show before I forget that because this, oh, is, yes. this is the Edinburgh Fringe podcast we're here doing. Mm, get fringy. Mm. Exciting. <laughs> um, yeah, it's called Soup and uh, it's a show. I've done a few Edinburgh shows and most of them have been shit um, in some capacity <laughs> because I lived in Ireland and like, um, I didn't care about Edinburgh. I saw Edinburgh as a way to do a gig a day every day. But I didn't care about the element of making a good show for an audience. <laughs> <It's> quite, <laughs> so, <laughs> sort of. Yeah. Well, it's a very 80s and 90s attitude towards yeah. Edinburgh. Yeah. That certainly was my attitude in the early 90s. I'm a bit behind my time, really. Um, so then, um, so then, like, um, I kind of wasn't getting like I, I, I get, I wasn't getting great reviews, and I understand why now. And I was like fuck it, I'll try and do a show. So last year I did a show and it went well. Um, but now this year, to follow up after that, I um, had like a, I had what could be described as the physical manifestations of a nervous breakdown in Sainsbury's yesterday over it. <laughs> over like show. I couldn't control my spine. It was very nice. odd. Uh, but let's get the vibes back again. <laughs> uh, I think it's, yeah. you know, it's such a nerve <laughs> <laughs> Having talked, you know, and not necessarily on the podcast, but talking to people who are doing yeah. Edinburgh and pre, and it's interesting going pre Edinburgh oh. uh, doing this show because people are, you know, are really nervous about it because it's, mm. you know, you haven't done the show yet. I mean, you might, you've done previews, but you don't know until you get there. So oh, it is, I know. it's incredibly, <laughs> I mean, it is just such a mentally demanding time anyway, that whole month. But, uh, but that, that pre, it's interesting that pre time you forget once you've done it. You know, every year, when every year in Edinburgh, I forget how horrible Edinburgh is, and then I come back and do it again. Oh, yeah, why am I doing this again? Yeah. Uh, but you my... remembered this time. Yeah, I did. I remember <laughs> this time, which is why we're here in the Angel. Um, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it, is, it is weird that, uh, that, that preempting it. Yeah. But uh, you've you got to be confident. Your last year's show did really well. I was really proud of last yeah. year's show. Um, it was called Wet. And it was about uh, aqua aerobics. Uh, no, it wasn't. Why am I lying? Uh, <laughs> trauma. It was about trauma. But I put aqua aerobics on the blur because I didn't want to bum people out before they came in. <laughs> it's, it's best to surprise people with that type of thing. So, yeah, this year's show is about soup yeah. and trauma. Uh, <laughs> I, I, well, I've read you talking about um, uh, talking about yeah. uh, you know processing stuff through comedy, which I think most comedians do I to know. some extent. But is that do you find it? Does, does it work for you? If, if you're doing two in a row that are about trauma, <laughs> that suggests the last one didn't work. <laughs> I know. <laughs> this word should be like and now I'm fine. Yeah. <laughs> Still sad, you know. It's like a Morrissey album. It's like <laughs> not happy yet. <laughs> um, so like, yeah, I. Do you know what? Um, so I. So I got so. 
I got diagnosed with this thing called CPTSD, which is like complex post-traumatic stress disorder. Um, and the thing was, when I was getting treatment for it, one of the things you have to do is like you have to go through the memory that triggered you. And what happened with me is that once... So this man came into my house and robbed me. So I went through that memory. But the thing was, I was doing stand-up at the time. Yeah. So when this was happening, like the dude had a knife and shit. And I was thinking to myself... Just remember every detail, Alison. Take this out on stage. Some people, <laughs> some people have dead dads. This is your dead dad, you know. So I took in every detail, and I, I did stand up about it. Uh, it was happening in July, and I did stand up about it in August. Yeah. Did a show around it, and then I couldn't physically stop crying after every gig. And I was like, "What is going on here?" And then I went for treatment, and I was going. He go. You have to go through the memory and go through it in minute detail until like he'll stop you. But the problem was that I couldn't remember the memory that traumatized me. I could only remember the stand-up routine that I wrote about right. it. So at that... <laughs> I think I'm broken, Richard. I think... I think... It's just, the whole thing is just such a comedian. It's just, it's just like, I'm a comedian. Here I am, I'm a comedian. Uh, a, something terrible happened and I was looking at it and thinking, oh, well, I must remember this for the, re- for the routine I'm going to do about it, which is absolutely, you know, same, yeah. same with me with my testicular cancer. I must remember, you know. It, it, I, I know. I was thinking about this last, last night at the gig because I did, I did some of the material at, like, a, at, a, at a general gig rather than one of my own gigs, which I was, I was quite nervous about whether, mm. whether anyone knew who I was one, wasn't be interested. But I was thinking about how something happens when you're a comedian and if it's different, you're just so focused. You immediately, you know, you're spotting the tiniest details. Totally. You know, there was a point when I when I went first time I went into a CT machine, there, and I didn't even do this routine last night. But I, you know, it was weird being in a CT machine, so you're scanning your whole body. But there was like a dent in the CT machine just at <laughs> eye level, and you're thinking, what the, f-? you know, as you're lying there being scanned, you think, what the fuck happened Who in did here? That? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that someone's damaged this highly expensive machine. Did they have metal in their pocket? Did they just like, go, go nuts? And I wonder, did out? they sneeze? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like, you know, so you, but I think you 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 become so focused in, uh, but, so focused but also it. the fact that you something bad's happening to you, and you're thinking. About about Stand this up. is this is great because because I can do comedy about it. It's terrible, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, like... but then equally that I think I think and then not having process to do it a month after it happened. Oh, that was, was that's I mean that's the definition of too soon. Oh, <laughs> I mean, definitely. It, too soon? Is it too soon? <laughs> yeah, it is. Alison, for your for yeah. your own sanity. I mean, too soon would have been doing a joke in front of him with the knife. <laughs> <laughs> that would have been that would have been way too soon. Call that a knife. That's what you should have done. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, the, so is this year's show trying to process the stuff that you hadn't processed in last year's what? show, basically? Um, last year's show, <laughs> yeah. This year's this year's show was like, uh, yeah, it was about. It's about like the thing was, I'm not doing any. So, I'm not doing any material about what has given me right, CPTSD because okay. I don't. I'm not good enough to do that yet. I don't have the time and shit like that. To like this year, it's just not going to happen. So there's jokes about soup. There's jokes about, uh, but but it's kind of like, um, uh, how do I describe it? I don't know. Am I am I talking this up in a way that would make you want to go see it? I think it sounds very interesting. Okay. I, mean, I, would, I would come see you any if I was there. <laughs> but uh, I th- I think so. I think you know. Yeah. But it's interesting. But uh, you know, you know, I think it's interesting how what Edinburgh's become because. Like as like I say, in the nineties, mm. you could go with an idea or half an idea. You might do a proper show, but you might do a, a show where you didn't know what you were doing at all and totally. work and work it up over the. And so by the end, you had a good show. But even with a stand-up show, I think I would go or a, or a one-man show. I would go and we would work on it while we were there. But yeah. now it feels a lot more like most people are expecting you to turn up day one. They they want polished show, which I'm not sure is as useful to us, but it's obviously maybe better for the audience. <laughs> <laughs> And fuck about those about guys. About yeah. That's my attitude. <laughs> um, yeah, it is. It's a. It's. It's. A, I've. I've like. Uh, I think it'll be a funny show, and I think like. I just. Uh, if I'm being honest with you, I think over the next few days I need to like make a decision on a thing. Right. To like figure out. There's a yeah. I used to have a projector in it. Right. And now I've taken the projector out. It's a, good, it's a good call because they're I fucking know. pain in the ass. One but... fucking punchline in yeah. the end it was actually <laughs> doing. So I took out the projector. So now I'm like, yeah, I'm trying to figure out some stuff. Yeah, but I see, I think and mm. when, when I've been doing stand-up shows, which is a few years ago now, hopefully doing a new, a new one next year, but 
even when you're touring, even when, you know, I'm still right to the last performance. Yeah. I'm still working on it, trying to make it better, right? And that's, that's what and I so, do. And so I think the whole thing is a process. Some people love coming to the early shows and seeing, you know, the failures, yeah. and, <laughs> but also the, the surprise successes and like being a part of, oh, you know, I was there when that joke was thought up. Basically. Totally. I think uh, I like going to early shows so I can hear names of people that the jokes are about. Yeah. <laughs> and then they change it around, you know, and then you're like, uh-huh, you know. Yeah. yeah, you should go to early previews for gossip. Yes, I feel. <laughs> like, yeah. Well, definitely early on, you know, well, especially now for me, I if I'm writing a new show, I'll, I'll mainly do it on stage. Yeah. So you, absolutely, yeah, you'll, you'll say things that you shouldn't say or you'll go down blind alleys that you shouldn't go down. Uh, and then you you know but then you go down an alley and it turns into an amazing piece of comedy but yeah i think you're always working on it mm. uh, and the the shows that i were bad for me were when i got on tour and then if there wasn't a big audience i'd put my head down and just rush through the script you know rather oh than my thinking, gosh, yeah. rather than thinking let's try and make this work for the people who bothered to turn up well like i feel found that the previews that i've done that have gone badly have been when I've expressed my true feelings on stage about the gig itself. Do you know? Yeah, you've got to be careful about that. Oh, (laughs) there's nothing worse than not hearing an audience laugh, but hearing an audience go... (laughs) 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 You know? (laughs) And I was waiting for my bus outside a gig a little while ago, and I heard this man walk down the stairs with his friends going up. To be honest with you, I actually felt sorry for her. And then I looked at him and he's like, ah, oh, la, 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 la. <laughs> <laughs> but it is good. Good show. It's a good show. Yeah, Do yeah, come yeah. and see. People should, but it's good. If, it, if yeah. the comedians make his own feel sorry for them, that's good. It's a reaction. You need a reaction. I think any reaction, I think it is as good as a laugh, to be honest. I think, I think like, it's interesting... Like, I played to, like, a thousand people yesterday, which is very weird for me, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, it's interesting to hear... A th- it's great to hear a thousand people laughing, but it's also interesting to hear a thousand people be disgusted by the same idea. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't so, it be great to bring that to, like, entertainment, just go on House of Games and then go, like, I've never felt love before, Richard, you know? <laughs> but, you know, so many, so much, so many comedians have... Yeah, have, you know that's why people have become why a lot of comedians have become comedians because there's something that they're they're working through or because they they've you know there's an, there's an insecurity in it in that idea of wanting to make a load of strangers like you. Oh Christ, yeah, that instant uh, validation. Yeah, so like, you know it's yeah. that th- that that's part of being again. It's part of being everything you're saying is just like you know if I was a therapist, I'd just be. It's, <laughs> it's, it's a comedian. She's a comedian. That's, <laughs> That's yeah. what I'd write down. That's what I want, yeah. <laughs> That'd be great. <laughs> but Because I, I read about, about lo- you saying in lockdown that, uh, you know, you the lockdown um, COVID made you real- think, oh, I'm just a person, you said, in a, in yeah. a, that you didn't feel like a comedian anymore. Because I haven't done... Com- I thought it was really weird. I read that after last night. I did my gig last night, and then I sat, went to the back and sat outside the tent and watched Alan Davis do his set. Yeah. And then I was thinking, but I... I was just up there doing this. So I, I was the other way around. I kind of forgotten that I was a comedian and I couldn't quite work out how I'd managed to go on stage with something really? that I hadn't really done before and make, you know, I couldn't I couldn't em- envisage that I had the confidence to do that or that I was that person. So cuz cuz I haven't done comedy for a while, it felt yeah. it just felt so alien to think, fuck, I did I just went up there and told a thousand people about my balls, <laughs> <laughs> and was and was funny and in command, and was good. It was good. Yeah, 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 yeah. But like now, I'm sitting here. It just doesn't feel like that could have. I could possibly have done that. And it's because it's because I haven't done stand up for ages. It's weird. I feel like I feel like a very not powerful person outside of yeah. comedy, or like when I'm on stage. There's this weird thing of like I feel like um, I remember once like I used to get because I wear quite bright clothing and I'm fat. And, like, sometimes what would happen is, like, some people might come up to me in the street. Years ago, I wrote an article about it. And, this like, people, like, call me names and stuff, and I found it strange. But when I went up on stage, if anyone called me a name, I would destroy them. And it was the only place where I felt, like, fully safe, fully... Like, and yeah. that's why I love doing comedy. Yeah. I think it's, like, you feel like you're a different person for about 10 or 15 minutes, even though you're just exaggerating yourself. Yeah, and that's what is stand up to I mean, me. Yeah, but you are. It is. You know, it's a weird. It's such a weird job to do. And I think, oh. like, and I think when you do it all that, so like it's interesting. Covid, you suddenly went. Oh, I'm not doing that job anymore. Oh God, you know, I'm not a comedian anymore. I'm a and member it, of society. <laughs> <laughs> but it is. It is. 
you know, I can completely understand why yeah. comedians go insane, right? I think if you and and, and I was thinking because it's so like a, it's. So, I mean, again, I've, as I was saying to you backstage, I don't really take drugs, but it is a sense. Yeah. <laughs> Wait, do you want to give context of the, how? Okay. <laughs> she, she offered me a load of drugs, and I said I don't really do those. I don't think we should do it before the show anyway. Maybe if it goes well, we'll we'll sniff those up. Later. <laughs> Uh, but like you know, it's so like you know the whole experience is so like you, the confidence. Yes. Uh, yeah. the, you're the centre of attention. Yeah. And then if you go if you're going off and then taking cocaine as well, oh. if you're that if you get that level of feeling like that you so some comedians go insane on the power of it and, oh, start, and start to believe the person on stage is is them and that they are that amazing. Yeah, because you get like. There are some comedians that get told they're philosophers as well as yeah. comedians, which is the biggest load of balls. <laughs> like it's not important. <laughs> yeah. You know, our jobs are not important. We just like we're just fucking about. Yeah. You know what I mean? Uh, so like that mixed with cocaine, yeah. it's gonna make quite the prick. <laughs> 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 quite the prick. <laughs> but it is, you know, it's an extraordinary. It's sort of extraordinary. As much as the podcast is a lovely thing to do, I don't. It, yeah. do, it doesn't give me in any way the same feelings i get from doing stand-up. no you don't get that instant no. that like the first time i did stand-up it was like the greatest feeling i've ever i had no interest in stand-up before didn't give didn't respect it didn't care about it yeah. the only time i saw stand-up was like on mute on a dvd player at a house party i lived in quite a rural part of ireland and uh, i saw eddie murphy raw but that's only because i love eddie murphy like his films and stuff, you know. So then when I did stand-up, someone told me to do stand-up and organise the gig, and I did it. And then this feeling of, like, relief and adrenaline and everything, it was the best high I've ever had in my life. Like, it's stronger than even falling in love or anything. It's just, like, that. that's what I chased the whole yeah. time. So that that comes in handy when things go shit ways, <laughs> you know? And you're like, oh, but what about that, you know? Yeah, I keep chasing that. I don't know if that's... Yeah, but then, you know, it's worth... In your life, it's worth remembering that you are... You know, you can be that person on stage. So it is... You know, I I completely get where you're coming from. Yeah. As another comedian, I really get it. But it is, you know, it is... I guess it's sort of enhancing that... uh, You know, a lot of comedy can be self-destructive and can be, you know, like... You know, you're working through your mental issues. (laughs) One is working through one's mental issues with it. and, And, you know, I think it is... It's sort of when you step when I stepped back from it last night, you know, it was like, oh wow, you know, but I, but it's, it was me. It does. I, I can't believe it was me, but it was me that did it. So yeah. there is a there's at least a part of me that is that guy on stage. Okay. Yeah. Oh, well, how big of a part is that I in mean, you? Not, I mean, now much less because I think I'm I'm much happier in my life. Yeah. <laughs> so, so you know, I like my life and I like being at home with my family and you know I'm not that bothered about you know. Yeah. But, but equally, it's. I mean, my wife always used to say when I went when I came off tour and didn't do stand-up for a couple of months, she'd be wanting me to go out and do it again because I... Would you be grumpy? I wouldn't always be grumpy. I just, you know, it just changed my mood in a, in a positive way to, you know, to, to perform on stage. I don't think I need it as much anymore, but I think, I think mm. it, it is interesting how, you know, it, I, I feel more alive today than I did yesterday. That's great. Yeah. So it's you know it's there is still something something in there, but I think I think again that's just over time. But you know you work you work you work through stuff. I am going to yeah. do that. Yeah. <laughs> I think mean, you know you're so. Can, you're so, can you just tell me I'll be happy? <laughs> you are, you are, but you've got to remember that you're this person. You're this really funny, this yeah. really funny, really inventive and, and amazing person who also yeah. has the confidence to do what you do, yeah. which most people. Would rather, would genuinely, I think a lot of people would rather die than be a Oh, they tell me that all the time. <laughs> I could not do that. It's like you don't have to. It's yeah, fine. You know, <laughs> it's a very competitive marketplace. Yeah. They really don't want people in who are shit and, uh, yeah. and don't want to be there. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, look, well, look, I'm sure this uh, the show will be great. It's uh, 125 at the Monkey Barrel. Yes, yeah, soup. soup. I got merch and shit. I'm have trying you, what, what, what merch you got? String tote bags. Oh, yeah, I read that. String tote, tote bags. bags and a badge with soup written on it. That's good. Designed by my own fair hand. Because <laughs> I it's couldn't pay time. anyone to do it. <laughs> Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. 
Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Since 2013, Bombas has donated over 100 million socks, underwear, and T-shirts to those facing homelessness. If we counted those on air, this ad would last over 1,157 days. But if we counted the time it takes to make a donation possible, it would take just a few clicks. Because every time you make a purchase, Bombas donates an item to someone who needs it. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. Well, look, also today I was listening to your... Uh, your podcast Wheel of Misfortune, or it was like a B- was it a BBC? BBC, BBC, BBC Sounds, Sounds yeah. yeah. Uh, and then Radio Five Live took over it. Yeah. So yeah, I started it with Fern Brady. That's right. Yeah. He's like my best mate, and then uh, Fern got Taskmaster and the book and an autism diagnosis, and <laughs> realized that she couldn't like overburden herself with work. Yeah. So um, it was great because she quit. Um, and we're still very good friends, yeah. which I feel very relieved about. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Because like, it's weird to start off a podcast with your best mate and then stay best mates with them and then replace her with Kerry Katona. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> well, so, I've done that a lot in my life. I, mean, so I would love to see you do a show with <laughs> Kerry Katona. Well, I'll, I'll, try, I'll try and book her now you suggested it. Uh, you see, well, it is funny. It's, you know, it's like you look at it and you go, what? how did that happen and how did that possibly work? And yes. what universe has this, this happened to the Alison Swittle and Kerry Katona? I know. But it really works the two of you together is is fabulous i just i adore kerry i think it's because i grew up in ireland and when brian mcfadden and kerry katona uh divorced she got ireland in the divorce like (laughs) she is (laughs) she is the greatest living english woman ireland loves her like really really loves her so like uh, i always had a very big respect for her i always i'm kind of like you know the way people have like special interests and stuff I loved pop music when I was a kid and um when um I couldn't understand why like Bewitched didn't have like a, another album and I real I, I found out as an adult like uh, record companies took over other record companies and then bands would be dropped and I'm very interested in pop stars and how they were treated in the uh late 90s early 2000s cuz I think there's actual like I think people should I think Simon Fuller should be took up in front of the Hague for <laughs> Human rights crimes and then shot. Uh, like, I, I think, like, I think what's like, I, I love pop stars and I have a deep respect for them. And uh, Kerry was one of them. And uh, I did a, I tried to do because I, I love doing podcasts and I had this idea for a podcast called Our Findus Crispy Pancakes Feminist. And what it was going to be was like a comedic investigative program about. Um, I was trying to retroactively make things that I liked as a kid to be feminist. So I interviewed Kerry because <laughs> she's she was I was going to say the head of Iceland, but she <laughs> she was the face, the, face, the face of Iceland, Iceland. Yeah. and we just got on really well. And I just suggested her as a as a alternative uh, guest presenter yeah. for Wheel of Misfortune, and we just got on quite well. Yeah, and then that's what happened. Yeah, we continued working together. So, yeah, I, I, I adore her. She's very nice. Yeah, well, it's well worth listening to. Mm. So you finished it now, though. So it's over now. Yeah, but, yeah, it's over now. all the episodes are there. Well, so that's what, like an exclusive to you. I've oh, told no it? one else. Oh, okay. But, like, yeah. yeah. Well, I won't tell anyone. Well, <laughs> well no, can, it's over now. Yeah. So, yeah, it's... Uh, oh, oh, sorry. I'm sorry. Heartbroken people. Did you, did you, did you send in a voice note? Okay. <laughs> well, it's like, but like, it's lovely because you can yeah. get people sending their stories and, and I you, love you commentate on them and joke <laughs> about them and in a nice way. It's not. It's very supportive. Oh yeah, my favorite episode we ever did was uh, the mental the mental health episode where like a woman sent in a voice note about beheading a uh, a toy owl that belonged to a flatmate of her boyfriend's. <laughs> 
And then the flatmate texts her boyfriend to go, who's beheaded my owl? <laughs> and uh, the boyfriend looked at her and goes, no. <laughs> like, yeah. um, so, like, I, I, um, and we had a special guest called Maurice, who um, was in the same rehab facility as Kanye. So, Kanye West. So, it was, like, a fun, fun episode. I like doing episodes. I like talking about being a bit mental. Yeah. Because uh, it's funny. Like, to have a mental breakdown is hilarious. You're, you're acting like a clown. Yes. You well, know? You know, comedy is always <laughs> comedy's always treaded that line. I think I've always been interested in that. That it, yeah. you know, it, it, being a comedian is often sort of pretending or or, or harnessing, harnessing your own, your own mental that raw mental power, problems. fracking, yeah. fracking feelings. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, but it, you know, but you we you know, a, a clown is sort of a mentally ill person. Oh, for sure. <laughs> so, oh my god, especially sexually active clowns. You know, <laughs> those people freak me out. I don't mind clowns, but clowns who fuck. No, yeah. thank you. Yeah, you met a lot of those what, in, in the in the costume. Or I mean, they're allowed to fuck when they're not clowns, I'm... right? You know, they're not they're not priests. They're not celibate. <laughs> not, you, should... you become a clown. You're not allowed to have sex anymore. They should be. I think they should dedicate their life to chuckles. You know. <laughs> I mean, I don't think they get much sex, do they? Even, though, even, if, oh, even the ones that are allowed to. You'd be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> and they always say, hi. And I <laughs> um, you, you believe in fairies? I, I, I did, did you I've Google that, me? I've, I've looked you up. Oh, I'm so excited, yeah. 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 Um, it's only polite. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> so, like, uh, I'm from some... Okay. What happens is, uh, back in the day, uh, Ireland, right, there was, like, a war uh, between... <laughs> not that war. Uh, <laughs> well, actually, well, it was a war between fairies and humans. Okay. And the humans and fairies came to, like, a ceasefire and said, uh, we'll have to split this country in half. And, uh, and the, the humans were like, great, we're going to take it from the ground up and the fairies will have it from the ground down. Okay. And the fairies weren't happy with that. And uh, they they built portals and shit. And now I did a documentary about living in the countryside. And I went near a fairy fort, like just filming near it. I didn't believe, I don't, I don't believe, but I believe deep down. You yeah. know what I mean? Yeah. It's the same way I'm not a Catholic anymore. Um, I have this, <laughs> I'm not a Catholic anymore, but I do like candles. Yeah. For <laughs> like... <laughs> If someone's dying or, like, the lottery or whatever, I'll light a candle. Um, so, like, uh, I, I was filming this documentary and the cameras turned off and the sound guy was like, uh, oh, there's things messing with the radio here. Wow. And a dude beside me said, it's the fairies. And uh, I, I can't think of any other explanation. Okay. Um, that might be a, also some Ireland kind of electrical fault. But, you know, it's like, it's like, I just thought of that off the top of my head. Ireland's... <laughs> <laughs> the batteries ran out. I don't know. It could be, you know, a couple of What things. about the financial crisis, worldwide financial crisis? Explain that. Because Ireland, <laughs> Ireland's, Ireland's most richest man, yeah. right, uh, he built a uh, hotel on top of a ferry fort. The locals warned him, said, don't do it, man. Don't do it. And he's like, no, nah, no, nah, I'm going to put the dolmens and stuff in a different section near the hotel so you can see it there. And then the financial crash happened. He, he's in jail now. Right. And that's because of the fairies. Well, so, I mean, it seems unfair of the fairies to cause that problem to all of us because of that one guy. But it's, that's, that's I mean, I love the fact that Ireland is not content with dividing itself like into North and South. <laughs> it's sort of above ground and below. So even if we unite Ireland, people will say, oh, yeah, but we haven't got all of it back together yet. <laughs> Not till the fairy folk are above ground again. What I love, Richard, is your accent <laughs> saying Ireland divided itself. Uh, <laughs> yeah, fair enough. Uh, <laughs> English people are like, I tripped and fell over. Look, half the world. Oh, my God. <laughs> now, some of the Irish people enjoy being in great... <laughs> The guys with the bowler hats. They go out on 12th of July, which is my birthday. My favourite colour used to be orange. I haven't had the heart to tell them it's not anymore. I love banging drums. What's, wrong, banging with it? what's, what's wrong with that? Yeah, they love a bonfire. They love... <laughs> I love a bonfire. 
It's all, it's all in my honour. It's all fine. Oh, um, yeah. Let's ask you some emergency questions. Oh, I move away from that. Uh, <laughs> fucking hell. No, my advice is like, no, uh, let's stay. Uh, <laughs> I, I, as I understand it, the English may have had some division. <laughs> I've just uh, been fact-checking again, apparently. <laughs> apparently the English also put, put the fairest underground as well. <laughs> Um, uh, I'll ask you a question. Um, Let's ask you the chrysalis question. If you could go into a chrysalis like a caterpillar does and dissolve and come out as anything you could could be, what would you like to come out of the chrysalis as? I'd like to come out as you. Would you? Yeah. For for the crack. What a waste of... What a waste of a fucking... What a waste of a chrysalis. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know. I'd like to go as the first person I see. Like, I'd be curious about what it's like to be... Uh, do, do you ever walk down the street and then you look at people and you're like, oh, they've got their own lives, yeah. you know? Maybe some of them have killed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> like, how many people are here? Like, someone... <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that. It's a horrible anecdote. Uh, so we'll save that. But, like, um, you know, we're all in here now. Someone's definitely done fraud. Like, <laughs> statistically. Yeah. Probably me. <laughs> uh, yeah, I, I, I'd love to, like, uh, just any random person. Yeah, it would be, in, I absolutely know exactly what you mean. It would yeah. be very interesting to live someone else's life. And Do I get to go back as me? No, you have to stay. Oh, fuck. You're okay, ran, you're wait random, there. You've got, you're in the body of a random person who, could have, co- who could have committed fraud. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, can't pick that person. <laughs> Holly Willoughby. Oh, yeah, that'd be, I mean, yeah. no. I think that might be worse than being me. I mean, I would like, I'd like to be Holly Willoughby for a day just for various reasons of my own. Um, but, uh, <laughs> but I don't know if I'd like to be trapped inside that, okay. inside that empty shell. <laughs> Fuck off. She's, she's it's awesome. a spicy episode she's, today. I love it. She's worse, it. she's worse than Hitler, and you know it. Um, <laughs> Even Hitler would have stayed loyal to Philip Schofield. <laughs> oh, that is hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> we'll leave, okay. I'm going to leave that in, but, you know. Yeah. Hopefully, if Holly's ever a guest on the show, don't bring it up. <laughs> I'll, I'll be very polite to her. She seems, she seems lovely. Um, um, if, I don't know what this is. I don't know, I don't know what this question is. I don't think I've asked it to anyone before. Let's oh, see what, I haven't even, read, haven't even read it to myself yet. I've only read the first three words. Okay. If, so let's see what it is. If you could be the king or queen of any genus of living creature and have them do your bidding, which living creature would you like to rule over and make them do so your bidding? So I'm a parasite. No, I? you are the king. You could say, like, if I, I would say I'd like to be uh, <gasps> king of the badgers, or ah. the badgers, if I would just go, or the badgers would do Come, whatever I do your bidding. Do whatever I told them to do. Okay. Go and badge something over there. <laughs> Tapeworms. Tapeworms. Wow. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah, I'd inflict them on my enemies. (laughs) You know? You could teach the tapeworm. You could put the tapeworm into medical school. Yeah. Teach them how to be doctors. And then they could, like, go into orifices and, like, sort out the go that, you know? They could have saved your balls (laughs) years ago. Not sure. I think they would have just eaten them, wouldn't they? (laughs) They would have eaten my healthy balls. (laughs) I mean, it would have solved the problem. Well, I think, like, wouldn't it be... Yeah, no, we'd teach them how to, like, medically... Yeah. To, to learn To about... begin with, you said you'd send them to your enemies and then suddenly it shifted into you being, like... Well, because... Someone trying to win the Nobel Prize for medicine. But to begin with, your first thought was, I'd get tapeworms so I could give tapeworms to people I don't like. Yeah, look, I'm like Alfred Nobel. Right? Uh, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's true. That's I, true. <laughs> I've developed a bomb, but also <laughs> want to do good as well. Yeah. You know? I mean, you can do both. You can do both. <laughs> There's the good tapeworms and the evil tapeworms. Yeah. They both go to different schools. Yes, I'll send the tapeworms that haven't uh, passed medical school to my enemies. <laughs> okay. And then the I medical mean, they school... Do quite, they do quite a good job on their own of being uh, unpleasant. Yeah, but that's I guess true. It, to target it would be quite good. Yeah. If you put a little white coat on them, you'd trust them, wouldn't you? <laughs> <laughs> like, I yeah. I guess you would. Let's, oh. let, let's try another. Well, that's, okay. you know, I don't think anyone will top that answer, but we'll see. <laughs> uh, what, let's, this is the AI question that works. Okay. What is the most ludicrous thing you've ever done in the name of love? In the name of love. Okay. So I was about, mm, it's about 15, I'd say, and there was this fella called Paddy. Mm-hmm. And uh, Paddy, um, Paddy asked me out 
like we met in this place called the Harriers. I can't believe in talking to you about yeah, the Harriers. Uh, tell me. So this place is, um, it's a uh, athletics club and underage disco. <laughs> uh, <laughs> is it just a, is it a disco that only underage kids go to, or is it an underage disco <laughs> where people are interested in underage kids can come and, and dance? <laughs> well, because that's a different. Those are two very different things. It was it was officially an underage, okay. right, but this is the interesting part, right? Yeah. Um, so you, so I come from Westmead, which is like one county away from this underage disco. It would get a five-county radius. Everyone would come in to dance at this place. But there was also a pub attached to it oh, that was only separated with glass. Okay. So I'm like 14 or 15 dancing, and I'm looking at like men in their 40s drinking <laughs> pints. And it's not in the town. It's in like an industrial estate. So you really had to go out of your way to go to that pub. Yeah. So like uh, it felt like being in an aquarium. <laughs> uh, for purpose. For purpose. Yeah. That's yeah. Well, that's like, they can't that's touch quite, the whales. It's quite a nice idea because it's safe, isn't it? They're, yeah. they're safe. They're safe. You're safe behind the glass. I know. Yeah, but they yeah, get yeah. the pleasure of you know. A lot of people would say an aquarium's a morally dubious thing. Oh, well, it depends on like <laughs> if you fancy fish, it yeah, is, isn't it? So, like, um, he, he asked me out in this place called the Harriers, uh, and it was a week before um, uh, Valentine's Day, and he bought me a load of flowers. Um, oh. But I was, like, a feral person. I, I'd never been asked out before. I'd never, uh, never been in a relationship or anything like that and didn't know how to take this kindness. So I um, got the flowers, and I beat them off the side of a Primark Aww. in front of him. And said, "Oh, I bet you love this." And yeah. he was like, "No." <laughs> and uh, it wasn't the beating off he'd been hoping for. Let's <laughs> no, not the side of right now. Yeah. Oh. So yeah, that was the the most ludicrous thing I think oh. that I've done. Yeah. That's a sad story. Is it sad? It is Shit. Sad. <laughs> it is. Well, it's you know, it's yeah. It loves a it loves a, a terrible tragic thing. Um, <laughs> You know, it's, if it works out, it's even worse. So you know, it's uh, <laughs> just be careful what you wish for. Um, mm. <laughs> uh, during during, uh, I have a boyfriend now. Just good. That, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ten years. He lives, <laughs> does he live in another town? No, no he <laughs> say goes that. to a different school. He's like, <laughs> <laughs> just like, I have a boyfriend now. Just, <laughs> yes, I, I, you know, I assumed you did. I'm sorry. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, yeah, he's a, he's actually a big fan of yours. Is he? Yeah, he has yeah. your DVDs and stuff. Oh. And he told me when I was doing this joke about... I had this really funny joke, yeah. I felt, about like uh, that you didn't know what part of Jesus you ate when you had communion. Oh, yeah. And then he's like, do you want to listen to this Richard Herring bit? <laughs> and then I was like, oh, my God, he's come up with the same idea I have. And he's like, yeah, several years before. And I'm like, okay. So, <laughs> I'm, sure many, like, I'm sure many people have And then I found out you're not Catholic, and I was actually angry with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because yeah, my, I, whenever I went to... Well, there is a Protestant communion, but it, it isn't actually... Jesus' body and blood, you're correct. What is it? It's just, that's the whole fucking difference between Protestants but and Catholics. What's the so point you, it's your, then? you're bloody going about Irish history. That's the reason <laughs> that's the reason you're fucking fighting each other. Um, uh, because have you because, tasted it? Uh, Communion. I don't think I ever did, did it, no. You can have it. Like you don't have to yeah, convert. But, so, but it doesn't turn, turn into it's a, not a pleasant idea, the well, idea of well, the idea that in your body the bread and wine's gonna turn into the blood and body of some dead bloke from 2,000 years ago. I don't want that. It's like jerky at this point, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> so it's, it's like a, a weird, pepperami. It's, a, it's, a, both, it's both weird to think it is the body of Jesus and that it isn't. And it isn't. Yeah. So it's, a, it's a strange ceremony. That's it? a bit of theatre, you know? <laughs> it is a bit of theatre. And you get a little bit of bread and some wine. You I know. know. You know so, you know, who can, who can argue with that? Um, during uh, lockdown, you did co-video parties. Oh, yeah. Yeah, that was uh, that was like... Um, where I got people to tweet along while we watched the film right. on Twitter while Twitter existed in a happy way. <laughs> I'm so sad it's gone now. It's like, uh, yeah, but we, we... Twitter rather than COVID or both. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm so sad COVID's over. Yeah, I like staying in my house. Um, but I would, I would dress up as characters from the film that people would pick. So like Matilda, I dressed up as Miss Trunchbull. Which I realised that uh, quite like her outfits. Yeah, I don't like her actions, but her fashion sense was quite cool. It's like Rose West. I don't like what she did. 
but I really love her glasses. <laughs> like, <laughs> and it's a shame that she's destroyed that. She's spoiled it. It's like, it's like Hitler I mean, and the moustache. Yeah, it, it is. Thing. It really is. She's the female Hitler. Yeah. <laughs> <She is. laughs> yeah. Uh, so, yeah. So, like, uh, I would dress up as different characters and stuff from films. So it was good fun. Yeah. And uh, it helped me through uh, COVID. And also, like, Oh, I don't know about yeah. Just uh, COVID was such a shitty time. It so was, it was yeah, very, it was. very nice to just watch a film every day and have yeah. that. And I got like sponsored by like a pretzel company. Wow. And they gave me a big box of pretzels. And did they uh, pay you as well, or did they just give you pretzels? Oh, they paid okay, me. They paid awesome. me, but I didn't eat. The, I threw out the pretzels, so I realized I don't like pretzels. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> did you say that when you were <laughs> did sponsoring? I, it? Did I, I fuck? <laughs> They've loan pretzels and they're fucking shit. Thanks for the money. Guess <laughs> what? You not only have to pretend to like the thing. I know you listen do. To, yeah. Listen to me doing my, my. It's just me pretending to like all the things all I say. Things. I just pretend. Uh, <gasps> Damn. I don't. I love. To be a great place for a commercial break. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll cut to the to a late advert. I, I love all of them. I only, I only take things that I really believe in. <laughs> <laughs> I do. Um. <laughs> so yeah, so do you, what, what, how, when you go to Edinburgh, do you have any rituals as the things you always do in Edinburgh, or is, is what it... do I like doing yeah. there? I like going to Paradise Pams, okay. which is like a, a restaurant they've got quite grumpy waiters, okay. and uh, I like to be abused. <laughs> and what else do I like to do? Um, oh, if, so I used to fly her a lot, yeah. And um, on the Royal Mile, there was quite. You could see every day um, there's a person dressed up as the predator and uh, another person dressed up as a witch and they didn't like each other. <laughs> and they would argue a lot. So I would watch that. Yeah. And uh, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. And um, yeah, that's, I've, oh, I'm doing a new metal karaoke night okay. this year. So uh, it's called System of a Clown. Yeah. And uh, it's where you get to sing, like, Papa Roach and, and other depressing songs <laughs> as a comedian. Great. Yeah. It's, it's, it it sounds very self-indulgent now, but... <laughs> Go ahead, look, it's the Edinburgh fucking free. <laughs> I know, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we'll do a really sad bit 15 minutes before the end. Yeah, <laughs> like, uh, yeah so no, I'm going to... Yeah, I like doing that. I like doing silly things. Cool, yeah. yeah. Do, you go, do you go and watch a lot of stuff at Edinburgh? Or do you, yes. Do you, yeah. Is that I, anyone you're looking forward to? I like looking forward to watching stuff that's not comedy. Yeah. So last year I watched um, a hypothetical play about whether uh, uh, Frank Sinatra would ever confront Woody Allen in the 90s wow. about what he did. And it was done by a Frank Sinatra impersonator who would sing in the middle of the show. Right. <laughs> he would get a baseball bat and he would beat the crap out of the whole room. And then he'd be like, I got the kick out of you. Um, so... <laughs> I'm looking forward to like uh, watching stuff that I would never see elsewhere. Yeah, I don't think yeah. you'd ever see that anywhere else. No, no. I mean, shouldn't have really seen it. There, <laughs> you know? I mean, I'm not sure Frank Sinatra can really criticise Woody Allen that <laughs> much know. anyway, because he married Mia Farrow when she was like 19, or it might even have been. Oh yeah, than... Woody brought that up. Yeah, yeah. Woody. No, did he? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> There was a conversation. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, you be careful, Frank. It wasn't the real. It wasn't the real guys, right? Oh no, oh, no, no, would, no, no. That would be good if, Frank, if Frank Sinatra played... and Woody Allen got together to do a two-man show about <laughs> about Mia Farrow. I mean, I know it's going to be difficult for Frank, uh, and it's unlikely that Woody would sign up. But imagine thinking, let's just do, let's work this through at the end of Fridge. Let's pretend to be lookalikes. No one will believe it's really us, but let's do it. And then we'll have it out. <laughs> yeah, and I'll sing a song in the middle. Yeah, and you can, do it, you can do it. Uh, happy what? film. <laughs> His film's got so bad, Woody Allen. I've only seen um, Manhattan. Well, that's a good one. Uh, yeah, but it's a weird bit. Yeah, like, there's some weird stuff in there. There's some weird stuff in that. I was like, yeah. how did we not know? <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. It was different. It was a different time. Oh, it was, but like it was funny. So he's like in Manhattan, he's dating like a seventeen-year-old, yeah, something, something young. And then his two <laughs> mates is just like, yeah, his new girlfriend's quite cool. And you're like, what? <laughs> like, yeah, if it, yeah. Anyway, it was very. It actually was kind of good, though. I have to say, but I wish I wish I watched it before. I knew what he did. Yeah, well, I did know? watch it before. I haven't watched it since mm. I knew what he did. Oh, uh, so you're better than me. I am. Yeah. yeah. No, I'm just, I think just older, I think. That I'm just, I don't think you had the chance to watch it before he did what he did. 
Unfortunately. Cool. And there's you're always involved in lots of other podcasts as well. People can find you. You do the Guilty Feminist and the is the Gargle of Gargle. I love doing the Gargle. Love doing the Guilty Feminist. I like doing podcasts. Yeah. I like being a silly goose on podcasts and chatting shite. Uh, so I'm very thankful to be on this. Well, it's and, funny, I'm uh, very thankful. To have yeah, I lo- I want to do more podcasts in the future. Like I'd like to come up with my own, like because Wheel of Misfortune is done. So I want to come up with a uh, new podcast. Uh, that bloody I, uh, crispy pancake one. Uh, it got commissioned, but I can't release it. Right. And I want to buy it out. I feel like like a singer in the 60s who's like give me my <laughs> masters you know but because uh, I got paid for it like so I'd like to like uh, I'd like to make something um, yeah I like doing podcasts and stuff and you gonna, is, is the acting something that you're pursuing or is it just when yeah was- it's strange because I did um, so I did a sitcom in Ireland yes. and I acted in it and uh, I was there with professional actors and I was there reading my own script beside my friend. And I was like, I know I wrote this, but what emotion am I supposed to give here? <laughs> <laughs> so I want to get like better at acting and do acting. It'd be great. Yeah. Because yeah. I like it. It's fun. It's just you're messing about, aren't you? you well, know? it is, you know, it is, again, like it's one of those things with acting when you, it's easy to look at it from the outside and go, it's just saying stuff and doing stuff. But it is, it's, oh, exactly, it's hard. It's, but it's exactly that. When you, when you work with good actors, you go, oh, yeah, fuck, this is, this is intimidating and amazing. I'd love um, to cry on demand. Yeah. Like, if I could cry right now in front of you, I would. Yeah, I'd love to. So that... Go on, give it a go. <laughs> let's, let's, both try, let's both try and cry. I can't. <laughs> I don't think I can cry. No. I'm, I'm emotionally dead. <laughs> I've got black tear ducts, I've been told. You've got blocked? I was going to say legally, but I mean medically. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> they've been legally blocked. Yeah. They've been impounded. <laughs> you can't pay, we'll take away. <laughs> Some dude of a shoe on my tear ducts. Just, just like... using those tears. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and are you going to tour this show? Yeah. Afterwards, so, yeah I'm going to tour the show. I toured it wet and I'm going to tour soup. And it's going to be great fun. I'm going to do the Dublin Fringe Festival as well. Right. And uh, I'd like to, yeah, I'd like to, uh, I'd, they haven't confirmed where I'm going to be touring, but it is going to happen. Right. So yeah, I don't know. Like, uh, I I enjoyed touring. Uh, wet. I'm trying to think of like, do I have any funny anecdotes from wet? No. Uh, <laughs> fuck. It's very boring, isn't it? Being a comedian. It, it is very boring. Like yeah. Uh, I mean, I think touring's like a week. You know, it feels like it's going to be fun and it feels like it's going to be full of incident. But actually, it's just doing the show. Going back to the hotel on your own, feeling sad. Oh, going yeah. To, going to the next town, not seeing anything. I know. I love it when a hotel has a bath, though. Do you? Yeah. Yeah, because I just, I, I get bought quite a lot of bath bombs by <laughs> virtue of being a woman. And uh, no research has been made into whether I have a bath or not. I so don't. you don't have a bath? <laughs> no. So I got a whole load of them at home. So I just come out anytime like with yeah. a bath bomb being optimistic. So are you yeah. are you only touring in the hope of using up your supply of bath bombs? Yeah, that yeah, so? yeah, yeah. I stayed in um, I stayed in Britain's worst uh, hotel the other night. Did you? According to YouTube. Okay. Yeah, uh, but it was actually quite nice. Where, where uh, was it? Sasha's in Birmingham. Okay. Oh no, no, no. Sasha's in Manchester. Uh, someone informed me that uh, people only go to that hotel if they're too coked up and can't get home. Okay. Uh, but I had a great time. A okay. man did proposition me in the lift. Okay. But he was really nice about it, so <laughs> <laughs> he was. Yeah. yeah, he was bringing home a takeaway, and we just had did small talk. And he's like, "Would you like to come in for a drink into my room?" And I was like, "No, you got a takeaway, man. <laughs> you know, you've got other plans." And also, I have a boyfriend, but like, <laughs> but like, <laughs> yeah, I watched Taskmaster. And just had a bath. It was great. With your bath bomb. With my bath and bomb. And the man sat eating his takeaway Take on his away, own. Yeah. Thinking what could have been. Exactly. <laughs> He's probably watching Taskmaster as well. But, uh, yeah, it was great. The buffet was terrible the next day, though. Was it? Yeah. 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 I mean, there's a lot of bad hotels. I, th- I thought the... Uh, what's it called? I mean, you know, we are libeling loads of hotels. Now. Are Fuck we? It. I mean, pro- saying something's the worst hotel in the country is probably I libel. didn't say that. Uh, YouTube said uh, okay. it, and I said it well, was Well, I'm going nice. to say this is the worst hotel. Okay, well, <laughs> I think it's the Britannia in uh, Manchester is the... Is that they, yes. the BBC used to put people up in there? And it's but the last time I stayed in that, 
I was in a room which had was no windows. It was somewhere oh. in the middle of the hotel. Oh, yeah. And it was just like just a box in the middle of the uh, hotel. And I said, I'm never staying there again. My God. And there's sex workers in the bar who proposition you. That's all right. <laughs> uh, yeah. that's, uh, but they want money. They don't, and they don't, you, you don't even they don't have, have you a takeaway. There's no takeaway. <laughs> I mean, that, you know, you're propositioned by a guy. You wouldn't have expected any money. It'd have given you half a takeaway. I probably would, would have. You would have been lonely in the I night. would expect that. Like, I would go, it's going to go cold. That never happens, <laughs> never, happens, never happens to me. I never get propositioned in the lift by a man with a takeaway. And if it yeah. happened, I would just go, look, I'm going to forget about my marriage vows for one night. Depending <laughs> <laughs> on the takeaway, what was it? <laughs> I don't know. No. I didn't look at it. I just kind of like got out of the lift and I was like, okay. <laughs> <laughs> um, it's, yeah. nice to, it's nice because you hear so many bad stories about men propositioning women. It's nice that he was a nice, a he nice, was, yeah. disgusting man. Yeah. yeah. He was a polite. If that's all you have to, if you're a disgusting man, just be polite about it. Eventually, someone in the lift will come back. Yeah, just you keep just going asking up and down the lift. <laughs> One of them will go, yes. Yeah. If you yeah. throw enough shit at the wall. <laughs> That is, you know, that's my dating technique. You're, you're welcome. Oh, you've got to go. You're welcome. You're welcome. Yeah. Give it a go. Give it a go. Well, look, look, it's been absolutely fantastic uh, to talk to you and meet you. Well, not meet you because I have met you before, but to talk to you again. Um, yeah. Uh, go and see Alison Spittle do soup at the Monkey Barrel, 1.25 p.m. and then uh, round the world. Round the world. In a variety world. of 10 again. Go and look in hotels and get in the lift yeah. and she'll rebuff you. If that's, why, if that's, if that's, if that's your thing. Some people like to be rebuffed. I did thank him. Yeah. Like, I was like, oh, no thanks, but thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that the, how would you do, how would you say it? Like, if you were to rebuff someone. <laughs> I, uh, I've never, it's never happened. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, I would go, thank you for the offer. And yes, I will do whatever you want. Um, thank you. I'm just so grateful. I'm 56 years old. I can't believe anyone would want to spend some time. You, you um, sound like someone going off the apprentice. You know? <laughs> thank thank you. you for the opportunity. <laughs> uh, I think being polite is, you know, it's not because it's, it's yeah, it is a bold thing to, yeah. it, even to proposition a stranger. I mean, it's very bold to proposition a stranger. In the it lift. was 10 seconds of small talk as well. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I'd have told him to fuck off if I was okay. you. Oh, because it's absolutely out of order. But, <laughs> but, but yeah, I don't. It, it's nice to be polite, and it's sensible to be polite. Unfortunately, yeah. in this awful world we live in, yeah. Uh, it's, it, Once I got propositioned by him, this is the only twice. I've only been propositioned twice. Okay. So it's not like loads, but like uh, I used to hold a sign for a comedy club in Dublin, <laughs> and this man came up to me, and he goes, "He was very drunk. He was chatting. He goes, oh, 'Oh, you've got quite big feet.'" Uh, <laughs> You're like a duck. And then he goes, but I like that. <laughs> Did that work? No, I mean, no. I, was... I, mean I love the idea. No, it's busy work. I, mean, yeah, I would, but I'm busy holding this <laughs> sign. I mean, from the desperation, the desperation of a man. He sees a woman a working sign. as a fucking sign. He goes, well, I haven't had any luck anywhere else. I'll go and tell her she's got duck feet. I mean, it's basically that's, from what I understand, that's basically the game of the, the book, the game. You've got to go in and say a weird thing to the person that's that it, will it? unsettle them. Yeah. And then, I mean, t- if you want to have relationships yeah. with people, this is my advice. Just be honest and be nice to them. Yeah. And about 50% of them will sleep with you. That's, that, a, that's, that's, that's it's a very it. short book, though, Richard. It is. <laughs> <laughs> but it gets results, guys. That's all I'm saying. Gets results. Uh, look, it's a love. I wish we could talk for Sorry, longer, yes. but we have a man waiting upstairs to do his show. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, give it up for the amazing Alison Spittle. Go and see her show. Um, I hope you enjoyed your free gifts. If you felt there's a bucket in the, in the uh, exit, if you feel like giving some money to Scope, but don't feel you have to. That's just thank you for coming along. Goodbye. You have been listening to Rahalastapo with me, Richard Herring, and my guest, Alison Spittle. Scant regard, provide the music. I'm indebted to George the Incompetent Soundman, Chris Evans, not that one, Ben Evans, not that one, everyone at the Bill Murray pub. This is a Sky Potato Fuzz and GoFasterStripe.com production. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. 
That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50% to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Thanks for listening. Do come and see me on tour. RichardHerring.com slash gigs is the easiest way to find out where I'm going. And GoFasterStripe.com. You can buy books and downloads. And just tell your friends about the podcast. If you can't make it to the tour show, if you don't want to buy any products, then every time you listen to an advert, you're helping us make more podcasts with a very, very tiny micro payment. So thank you very much for that. I love you all. It's lovely to meet you on tour, by the way. Hello to everyone who's said hello so far. Do come and say hello after the show if you enjoyed it, if you want to see me. That'd be nice. You can get a selfie. I don't care. I'm a selfie whore. All right, see you soon.